So good morning, our first full day of the retreat. And uh, you know, as we mentioned yesterday, we'd like to guide you through what's called the four foundations of mindfulness, which is like you know the all-encompassing uh, template which the Buddha has given us, you know, and all uh, experiences, you know, in a in a lifetime, they can be categorized within one of those four foundations of mindfulness, and that's you know a helpful map how we can look at life, you know, without getting caught up in the content of our experience, but rather, you know, for the time of the meditation at least, we are looking at the characteristics, you know, at the at the ever you know, repeating characteristics of all experiences, wherever they are happening, you know, on the first foundation of mindfulness, which is the body, second foundation of mindfulness, feelings, third foundation of mindfulness, mind states, and fourth foundation of mindfulness, phenomena. And, you know, this evening I'm going to give an overview more in detail, but this morning I'd just like to start to speak about the first foundation of mindfulness, which is body. And that's a support, you know, not to kind of force the body to be different than what it is, or to breathe in a certain way, or to, you know, be something, you know, which is, is not. But it's, it's a, a way of looking at the body where we are kind of directly connecting with our experience and we are learning what it is to be a body or to have a body by just really fully attending to it. And usually, you know, if we, the mind is not trained or if the mind doesn't have clear directions, it always puts a lot of layers, you know, between me, quote unquote, and my experience. Lots of layers of conditioning, past conditioning. And then we don't really experience what's happening right now, but we experience some kind of story about it, some version of it. And, and this teaching, you know, wants to help us to cut through those projections and to go into direct experience. And through that, we, we, we learn about the way things are and that will inform our, you know, our ways how we are relating to experience over time. It will override and eradicate you know, some of those stories because they are just not the way things are, they are just ideas. They are kind of you know, ignorance pure, you could say. Because very often they don't have nothing to do with what's really happening, but it's just some assumptions, projections, you know, and then we are, you know, recreating the same scenarios again and again in our lives, not because, you know, that's what's naturally happening, but it's what we are creating through what we are, you know, what we are projecting on to experience. So this is a very good uh, and skillful means, you know, where we can slowly, you know, let go of those past luggage, you know, just put it down. 
And in a meditation, we put it down for a moment and a moment and a moment. But if we repeat that many, many times, which means you know, if we cultivate the mind, it does really have a, a lasting effect. And, you know, and once all of those projections are eradicated, that's what a enlightenment would be. You know, a mind which doesn't anymore believe in any of those projections. And it all starts, you know, with the first foundation of mindfulness, because we need to first really arrive here where we are, really connect the body and the mind, bring it together. And the, uh, the first foundation of mindfulness, classically, you know, there is three contemplations which are in the scriptures, you know, and they are, they are, number one, you know, they are bringing us into the body, they are really helping us, you know, to bring the mind down from being lost, you know, in, in thinking about the past and the future, but just coming fully into the body and experiencing, you know, what it is like in terms of heat and cold, pressure, tingling, all of those sensations, so that's one way. And on the other hand, also, it's, it gives us also insight into the way things are. So it's a, it's a combination of samatha and vipassana. And those three, you know, classic contemplations, are the first one is the anatomical parts. And for example, in our chanting book, there is a chant about those anatomical parts. They are, you know, classically over 30 parts. I don't know how many are 31 parts, you know, which we can scan through the body and recognize them all. But we have, you know, in the, it can also be simplified into just three, for example, skin, flesh, and bones, you know, just scanning through the body. And I let it guide you in a meditation like that, where you just connect with skin, flesh, and bones. And then, you know, it doesn't mean anything other than there is skin, there is flesh, and there are bones. There is no kind of judgment attached to it at all. And usually, you know, this is an antidote which can be used if we are overcome, you know, with desire, sensual desire or infatuation, you know, just to give us a different perspective onto the object of desire, which might be, you know, a beautiful person, for example, you know, and then. We are not saying that the person is, is not attractive or anything, but we say there's also another way how we could look at that person in terms of skin, flesh and bones. And then, you know, you can kind of contemplate, is that attractive, you know, a heap of skin, a heap of flesh and a heap of bones, which one do you like? <laughs> <laughs> So, and it's not, you know, kind of taking out the beauty of the world or anything, but just giving a different perspective, cooling down, you know, the mind. It's, it's, you know, it's a benefit, really, because then we can go into life and we can meet the person without necessarily being completely carried away, you know, because we have a different way of looking. And together, you know, those two ways, we come into balance and... So that's one. And it's called, sometimes it's also called in the scriptures, asuba, which means the non-beautiful. So, you know, looking at the beautiful in a way where it isn't 
just beautiful. It is just what it is. So that's one practice. If you've never heard about it, you might be kind of shocked and think it's a very kind of negative way of looking, but really it's, it's really true, you know. It is like that. There is skin, flesh and bones and what else? So that's, that's the first contemplation. The second contemplation is, you know, looking at the body in terms of the elements. Earth element, which is the bones, for example, the fingernails, the teeth, all of that, which, hard, which is hard, which gives structure. Second one is the water element, you know, the saliva, the blood, the mucus, all of those things, you know, in the body. The third one is the fire element, the heat. Even if you touch the skin, you can feel the heat, especially in the palms of the hands or under, under your armpits or in your mouth. And the air element is the breath, you know, coming in and out. And, you know, the elements inside the body and the elements outside the body, the fire, the air, the water and the earth, they are exactly the same. There's no difference. And, you know, when we eat food, we, we eat the elements and when we go to the toilet, we, 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 we leave the elements behind. So it's a constant exchange, you know, with the environment. And contemplating the body in this way brings it home, you know. We are not separate from the universe. We are just... It's a constant recycling, you know. At least since the over 14 billion years, you know, since the Big Bang. It's always this, it's the same materials. You know, it's all of these uh, materials which were produced by the Big Bang. We are still, you know, evolution is carrying it on and on and on into so many different forms. And, it, you know, this process won't stop with us. It's just constantly happening, you know. Every moment, with every breath, you know, you are taking something in and you are giving something out. And if we are contemplating in this way, it really opens the mind, you know. There's a sense of awe and the sense of, you know, we are part of some much bigger process. And we can learn, you know, to align ourselves with it. And the element meditation is just like opening a door, you know, into that big view about life and about this, you know, this body. And, you know, in terms of the scriptures, it would bring home the, the characteristic of anatta, or sometimes it's also called emptiness, or not-self. You know, this body is not me. It's a constantly changing process. And it's, you know, I can't control it. Or I can control it to a very small extent. And then the third contemplation is contemplation of death. You know, contemplating that one day, you know, for certain we will all die. We just don't know when. It could be, you know, next minute. It could be in 50 years. We don't know. You know, and contemplating in that way can give us a sense of urgency for the practice, a sense of you know, that 
it's a great good fortune, you know, to have a body healthy, healthy enough and to have a lifestyle, you know, free enough that you can come here to a retreat like this. So don't waste your time. So there's these three, you know, contemplations which usually people, if they are not, you know, kind of pushed in that direction or nudged in that direction or have heard about it, it, you know, doesn't come easy, you know, to look at oneself in this way because it's kind of goes against, you know, many ideals, you know, of the consumer culture in the West. So it's, it's, it's uh, something, you know, we have to really take some time and, you know, turn the mind to look at that which, you know, isn't maybe pleasant to look at. But it is very, very good support for practice because it gives us somewhere to start with, you know. Starting with the body, because the body is always with us and, you know, we don't need any complicated uh, accessories or anything. We are just, as we are, we just start there. And, you know, the teaching of the Buddha is, it's like, a, a, you know, a, a doctor who gives you a prescription what to do in order to come to better health. So the Buddha doesn't tell us, you know, what the body is, but the Buddha gives us a set of tools so that we can find out for ourselves, you know, through direct experience. Because, you know, you can read all of the books about, you know, science and medicine and all of that, speaking about the body, but it really can't tell you exactly what it is, a body. You have to experience it with an open mind, and then you'll know for yourself in the moment. And those contemplations, you know, they are very simple, but they are tools like that, they are pointers, you know, pointing you here. And then, you know, if you get stuck in a point and you're not looking, you, you won't have any benefit from it. So we have to really apply it, you know. The pointer themselves, they are rather pointless, really, if they're not used for really looking. You know, rather than getting stuck discussing about that, it's much better to just start and, and do it. Or be it, really. Which means, you know, just directly being with the experience as it is in a relaxed, open way. In the scriptures, you know, it's spoken about you know, in a, in a way like, for example, if you have a bag of grains, it's in, there's one of the suttas speaks about it in that way, a bag of grains and there's rice in it and wheat and barley and different grains. And then you look at that bag and you say, oh, this is rice, this is barley, and this is wheat. And the same with this is skin, this is flesh and this is bones. It's not me or mine, it's just what it is. So in this way, you're not looking at it, not saying, this is bloody flesh or something like that, and feeling, you know, getting caught up in it, but just seeing it for what it is in a, in a way where 
there is less identification, you know. And through repetition of, of a way of looking like that, the identification becomes less and less intense. And there's a, a certain cooling of the mind, you know, sets in. And that's, you know, what we like to cultivate, you know, an equanimity with formations. You know, losing fear of experience, but just, you know, voluntarily turning towards it and, and getting accustomed to what it really is, a body. So, maybe just I can guide you through a, a meditation about the body parts now, skin, flesh and bones. So just, you know, find the posture you, you can sustain for 30 minutes. Yeah, it's not 30 minutes, it's more than enough for 30 minutes. And, you know, as, as I have guided you yesterday, we just start with the experience of the whole body first, like a relaxed awareness of the whole body sitting and breathing. So you could say, you know, that the awareness rests on the body. The whole body as it is. You know, the weight, the, the tension, maybe a bit tension in the shoulders, tension in the jaw, pressure, you know, on your buttocks. You know, if you feel a little bit tired from the breakfast or something, I suggest please open your eyes. It's very, very easy, you know, to develop this uh, habit of being half present and feeling really nice and peaceful, but really wasting your time. Because it's not only about being peaceful, it's really also about being aware. So the whole body sitting and breathing in and breathing out. So you know usually the mind is is kind of somewhere else, you know, thinking about the future, thinking about the past. But in this way, you know, we bring the mind down into the body. It's not floating somewhere in space, but it's just inhabiting the body completely through being aware of the sensations. So as long, you know, as the mind can stay with the sensations of body sitting and breathing, it can't think about something else at the same time. So that's the trick, so to say, you know. You give the mind something else so it can let go of its habitual ways of entertaining itself.
So this whole body awareness is the main object of meditation and then we can for some time, you know, attend to different contemplations and then come back again to the whole body, breathing as a, as a main object. And then also, you know, when we are getting up, doing walking meditation, getting up to the meal, going back to our rooms, we can just, you know, try to sustain this whole body awareness as much as we can. So now we, we start with the anatomical parts, with the skin, starting on the top of the head and just becoming aware of skin. You know, some of us don't have hair, it's easy, because I can feel the coolness, you know, of the air in here on, the, on my skin, on my head. Just shaved it two hours ago or something. If you do have hair, you might just feel, you know, the, your hair on your head. We can feel that if we really pay attention to it. And then scanning, scanning down the face. Maybe you can feel a little bit of tension, you know, on the, on the forehead of the skin and then the, the skin of the lips probably can feel that very clearly and the skin inside the mouth wetness also The skin of the, the ears. And then down the neck. And then we come to the right shoulder. Maybe you can feel, you know, your clothes touching your skin, a collar, whatever you're wearing. And then from the right shoulder we go to the right upper arm. Maybe you can feel, the, you know, your armpit, the warmth in the armpit. And the skin is usually inside, you know, the arm is much thinner than on the outside of the arm. It's much finer. And then the lower arm, 
and then the right hand. with five fingers and the palm of the hand then we go to the left shoulder You're just simply being aware of the sensation of the skin as it is. Then the left upper arm. The lower arm, the hand, skin you know, going around all the fingers, palm of the hands. And then we come to the torso, front and the back. And can feeling you know the expansion when we are breathing in and letting go when we are breathing out. Then we are coming to the hips, pelvis area. the right upper leg, the skin of the right upper leg, the right lower leg, And the right foot. The toes. Then coming to the left hip. The left upper leg.
the left lower leg. And the left foot. That was the skin. And now we come to the contemplating flesh. And we can start at the left foot. Just becoming aware you know, of the softness of the flesh, which is underneath the skin and on top of the bones. And just you know, mentally, you know, flashing, mentally go into the flesh. It just gives you a direct experience of flesh. Just for a moment, you know. And then we have to repeat it. And, you know, through repetition, through cultivation, it becomes easier and we can stay with it for longer. So left foot, the flesh, the soft parts of the foot. They are, you know, permeated by liquid, permeated by blood. And then at the same time also being aware of the intelligence of that process body. Then the left lower leg. And the left upper leg, the thigh. And then the right foot, the soft parts of the right foot. the right lower leg the right upper leg
and then the, the whole pelvis area. Then the torso, back and front, with lots of you know organs inside of it. It's all flesh. And the right shoulder. right upper arm the right lower arm and the right hand left shoulder the left upper arm The left lower arm, and the left hand, the flesh of the left hand, soft parts. And then we are coming to the neck, the flesh of the neck. Just you know, underneath the skin and the, on top of the vertebrae, the bones, the spine. Then we come to the flesh of the head, especially the cheeks, and the mouth, eyes. Just being with that for a moment. So that was the flesh. Then we come to the bones. And we're starting again on the top of the head. And just being aware you know, of the hardness of the bones, which form the skull and the jaw. It's 
gives structure. It's the earth element. If you're turning towards it for a moment at least, you know, you have a intuition, have a feeling for that. What it is, bone. Then we come to the vertebrae of the neck. Connection between the body and the head. Then the shoulder blades. And the right upper arm. Bone inside, the right lower arm, the many little bones of the hand, the finger bones, the left upper arm, left lower arm, the little bones of the left hand. And then the spine, you know, and the rib cage of the torso. the um, hip bone, pelvis, the right upper leg, big bone, right lower leg, and the right foot with lots of little bones. The left upper leg, very big bone. The left lower leg,
and the bones of the left foot. So then we scan one more time upwards and just, you know, taking in all three skin, flesh and bones at once. Starting with the feet, both feet, flesh, or skin, flesh and bones. Then the two lower legs. Two upper legs. Pelvis. Torso. Two hands. Two lower arms. Two upper arms. Shoulders. Neck. And the head, skin, flesh and bones of the head. And then, you know, that's a very cooling meditation. It brings us into the body. It slows everything down. And then we come back again to the main object of the meditation, which is just the whole body sitting and breathing in and breathing out. You can be aware of the skin, flesh and bones of the whole body for a moment and then just come back to just body sitting and breathing in and breathing out. Just like if you would look you know, at a bag of grains and say this is rice, this is barley, this is wheat, in the same way, you know. Nothing special. Just what it is. Same, you know, everybody has the same, animals have the same. It's just a very basic equipment for, for sentient beings, you know, in this realm. We don't need to make so much out of it. Or at least we can balance that through this contemplation. And you know, develop more resilience and more capacity, you know, to be with what is and learn from it.
So in a few minutes, I'm going to ring the bell. So this is one of the three, you know, body contemplations. You can do, you know, sometimes if, if you feel a little bit, you know, spaced out, you can't really stay with the body in the meditation, you can just, you know, sweep up and down in this way for a few minutes or for half an hour. And it will, you know, really support you to come into the body. I'm sure you can feel the difference now. You know, just being content with the simplicity of skin, flesh and bones. It feels peaceful and feels connected. And, you know, being really fully here, being really fully embodied gives a sense of well-being and aliveness. If we are with the body in this way, we don't need the million other things you know, we usually need in order to be okay. This feeling of you know, having really arrived. in your life, at the retreat, in your body. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.